Hello, and welcome to episode number 99 of the RDO podcast with the VK Bros, Jason and Alex Von Cannell. How are you this morning, Alex? It's a bit chilly. It is a little bit chilly. But I am wearing shorts today because I was out sunning myself because it's a beautiful, beautiful morning on the on the deck. At because mine. you're a reptilian and you need to get the sunshine. Yeah. 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 No, it was very nice. It was very nice. Same as yesterday. Did you see my post yesterday? Mm. Uh, I didn't have anything I needed to do at the shed. I had to go to Queensland Transport in the morning mm-hmm. and then I had some paperwork to do. So I went to the top of Mount Cutha and had a, yeah. had a hot mocha up there and... Um, Looked at the city, it was very nice. Nice, very nice. Very nice. Um, guys, a lot of stuff to go into today, a lot of stuff. Uh, first thing I'm going to just throw out there is we have some very exciting news about the direction of the podcast. Uh, it is episode 99, we did promise some changes would be coming on episode mm-hmm. 100, so we will detail some of those changes later on in the show, so make sure you stick around for that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple of other things too that uh, I just wanted to get into a brief bit of feedback that I received this week and maybe a bit of a clarification on something. Sure. So uh, I had some feedback from someone who was a little concerned with our flippant use of the term, the people who stand for Ukraine, because they weren't, they're not really a regular listener of the show and they didn't really understand why we're saying that. Okay. So I thought I might briefly explain that because basically the way it came across was that they thought we were making light of the Ukrainian people who are currently being involved in a war that didn't start. And that's not what we're talking about at all. No. So when, when we refer to the people who stand for Ukraine, what we are really referring to as a generalised group is the woke people who jump on board every cause that, it, that they are told to by the mainstream. Yeah, media. so the ones that have the Ukraine flag in their on, bio. on their bio. Yeah, yeah or like so... And, and the thing is, the reason why... Because we genuinely support, like, war bad. Yeah, war bad. War bad. War bad. So, like, as far as the war goes, our stance on the war is the war is a terrible thing and the people of Ukraine who didn't start it don't deserve this and the people of Russia who didn't start it yeah. don't deserve this. Yeah. They're both caught up in a conflict that was started by people well above their pay grade and that's not fair and yeah. that's not okay. So that's our, that's our stance that's on That's our the stance war. on it, 100%. Anti-war. But, but what we are sort of what what we've been using slang Aussie generalist terms for are unfortunately the really kind-hearted people who are the easiest to manipulate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what all of these things are. Whenever whenever one of these things comes up that they then jump on board, it's because it's the kind-hearted person, the way they sell it to them, they go, "How could I not support yeah. this cause? How could I not support the people of Ukraine. How could I not support the, you know, getting vaxxed to stop killing granny? Like, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Because they remove all the nuance from it and they pour on the emotion and then, the unfortunately, the kind-hearted people are the easiest to well, manipulate. But they're, they're just headline readers. Yeah. So they this is, this is the whole reason why this podcast has turned into what it has turned into is because mm. there's so many people out there that are so focused on whatever that headline is and yeah. oh yeah and I'm all for that cause mm-hmm. but if you actually read on there's far more to it yeah. there's way more like there's nuance. way more nuance to yeah. to all these stories yeah. but if you just read the headlines you're going to get duped yeah and and the world is not black and white all of these issues we discuss are not black and white no the problem is the people who stand for Ukraine think it is and they pick a side straight away before getting the additional information. Yeah. And 
in reality, there's no, like, there is no one side that people should be standing on these things. Apart from if your stance is war bad, no more war. That's probably a fairly okay side to be on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just wanted to clarify. Pro-troop anti-war. That's us. Yeah. Pro-troop yeah. anti-war. 100%. Yeah. Can I also... Are we done with that one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we've addressed that. Can we talk about how I, my call on last week's podcast has now been... Like mentioned in the New York Times, not my, but not my take on it. But they have a <laughs> yeah, reference. They didn't me. quote Alex von yeah. Kennel of the Audio Podcast fame. But talking about um, fuel prices and energy prices mm. directly attributed to the sanctions on mm-hmm. Russia. Yeah, and also, and I, I don't think I mentioned this, but Putin has made a hundred billion dollars mm-hmm. extra. Yeah. Because of the sanctions. Yeah, because it drove up the price of oil. So all these people that are saying, you know, we should pay our bid, mm-hmm. just understand you're paying for, to enrich and... Is that a word? To enrich. To enrich. To enrich Putin. So what you're doing is actually helping, you're, not hindering. You're because, funding Putin's war against yeah, Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. so this $2.20, $2.40 a litre that we're paying here, mm-hmm. these brownouts... All this kind, all this stuff is attributed to to that lack of supply, mm-hmm. and all Russia's doing is selling that that supply that it usually sells to the West. He's selling it to China and India. Mm-hmm. India have got some companies that are smart enough to be selling it to the West mm-hmm. and just taking a big fat profit on the on the that way through. That was the big thing about Italy. Italy was one of the first European countries that was buying Russian oil indirectly through India. Yeah, yeah, and. So we're doing this for nothing. Yeah. We're helping. We're helping. So not only are you paying way more, you're helping. Do you know, this actually, thank you for bringing this up, because this is a perfect segue through to my rant of the week. Okay, go. It's all a scam. Life is a scam mm-hmm. at the moment. And this was a really big part of it. Because what really tweaked me off, when we were talking about the energy crisis last week, and we're talking about all of the reasons why... <gasps> You've got these energy price issues, you've got inflation issues, we've got interest rates rising. So we're talking about, and we're trying to find the justifications for all of these things. It's a scam. Every single part of it is a scam. So like you were saying, the entire reason why the energy prices have gone up through the roof is because the Western world decided to put sanctions on a country, which are affecting the Western world's people more. Well, sorry, no, it's not affecting them more. It is affecting the Western world's people negatively, whilst the person who the sanctions are on is profiting from it. Yeah, it's helping them. Right? That's a scam. Uh, it, you look at the Australian government, right? We have an energy crisis in this, in this country, and that is attributed to all of these range of factors. Well, guess what? We have got oil in this country. We have got coal in this country. We've got natural gas resources in this country. We've got uranium if you want to go nuclear, like we've spoken about before. So the government could step in at any second and go, you know what, we're in, a, we're in a time of crisis, no more exports, everything stays in-house for 12 months. Fixes the problem overnight. And I know what people normally say to that is like, oh no, free market, free market. We don't have a fucking free market. We don't have a free market. The COVID pandemic showed we don't have a fucking free market because the government chose to step in and decide which businesses could open and which businesses could close. And look what happened. The ones that were forced to be closed, a lot of them shut down and haven't reopened. Mm. A lot of the ones who are allowed to open, Woolworths is number five in the highest profitable companies yeah. in Australia, which is what we looked at last week. Big box 
anything big yeah. box. So you up. cannot say that the government can't step in and tell all of these energy companies and tell all of the resource exporters, no, that's staying in-house for 12 months to fix the problem. They can do it, but they won't do it because it's a scam. But Okay, so that ties into the thing that I want to talk to you about, which was Chris... I think it's Chris Bowen is the... I think he's the... Is he the energy minister? The now? energy minister. Yeah. I noticed this yesterday. Mm-hmm. When this first brownout thing went down for the Eastern Seaboard, mm-hmm. he came out and he he told the truth. Mm-hmm. Energy prices have gone up so high that the power companies have switched some of their supply off so mm-hmm. they don't run at a loss. Yeah. That makes sense. We spoke about it here and that rationalised it. Yesterday... He said, hey, we've made it through this and it's really, really good. And it turns out it was they, the coal-fired plants had broken down. Yeah, so bullshit. Now he's lying to push bullshit, another... Bullshit, bullshit, yeah, to It's lying a scam. To push another agenda, which just yeah. ties into exactly with what you're yeah, saying. absolutely. And so so we're being scammed with that. Um, the, like, go to inflation. Obviously, inflation's largely being driven by these energy issues. It's also largely being driven by the COVID pandemic measures mm. that were put in place. The like you got so you got to think. So the vaccines, right? We don't even know how many hundreds of billions of dollars we paid to Pfizer because we don't get to see the contract. Mm-hmm. That's a scam. Yep. Right. Now, whether that money was printed, which causes inflation, or borrowed, which causes inflation, because you're paying a, an ever increasing interest debt bill mm. that this country now has. At the end of the day. We, we found money and we sent it to an overseas company. At the same time, we've mentioned this before, Australian companies literally had every COVID pandemic product available. Yeah. We had homemade vaccines, which still aren't approved. Yeah. They've been sitting on the TJ's desk for six months. Yeah. For a country that's so fucking pro-vaccine like we are, we haven't approved the homegrown one which we could have purchased and kept the money in Australia. We had masks. We had rat tests. We had literally everything was made over here. But no, we took all of our money and we sent it overseas. So, again, why why is cost of living going up? Well, maybe it's because a lot of Australian money poured overseas at the exact same time that we had no money coming back. Because during the COVID pandemic, everything was shut off. There was no investment into the country. Well, look, I I agree with you. I think that is a part of it. I think a large Mm -hmm. part of it is the amount of restrictions that were placed on movement Mm -hmm. and obviously vaccine restrictions too. So Mm -hmm. uh, quick little segue, we might come back to it. Yep. Queensland just changed. So Melbourne changed its uh, vaccine mandates Mm -hmm. for most industries as of last Monday. Is that right? Yep. And Queensland just announced theirs yesterday, Mm -hmm. being Friday, Mm -hmm. that end on the 30th of June. Yep. So here's here's the marker for me. Let's see how... Let's see if the the lifting of these restrictions loosen up this problem that we've got about underemployment. I think there'll be a large part of it will now be sorted because a lot of pundits are talking about, oh, you know, we, we pulled 14,000. I don't know if you read this. Um, what was his name? Um, an ex-politico. Uh, he, he, he said that 14,000 teachers in Queensland mm-hmm. had, had been... Um, had either resigned or been dismissed. Yeah, and then they, yes. they fact-checked it and said, no, it was only 600. Mm. Yeah, there's more than 600 teaching jobs available on, yeah, you know, exactly. on, on seat right now. Because so, it, it's a scam. Yeah, but, but this will be a hard one to... 
cover up because if all if if those people get absorbed back into the industry and some of those problems now go away, mm-hmm. then we know that's what it was. Thirtieth of June is a yeah, but this is also part of the scam and how they're trying to cover up. Now it's two parts of this, which is also a scam, which um, which I will outline for you now. Number one, funnily enough, the uh, the lifting of the mandates comes in on the same day that the teachers who were suspended, the suspensions were over. It's literally the same day. So I know someone who is a teacher who is unvaccinated, who's been on suspension. And by suspension, it means you basically have your job held for that period of time. Right. And then after that, if you're still not complying, you're completely gone. So that day, the end of the suspension date is when they have removed these restrictions. Yeah. So number one, it's probably just all been planned the whole time. Yep. Except... The it's a coercive tactic, uh, absolutely. But the announcement came in much sooner than we were expecting because we were sort of expecting them to run this until the end of winter because they've just extended the state of emergency again too. Mm. However, what I believe this is attributed to is obviously Melbourne moved their vax mandates a week ago, which all the states have been doing stuff differently the entire time anyway. So you know can't really say too much about it. You couldn't assume that we were going to be doing this because. My first thought was the reason why Melbourne did it was because, hey, it's an election year for Dan yeah, Andrews. November. Right. So he wants all COVID negativity out of the way months in advance yep. so he can start his sales pitch. But there was also the fact that there was that public transparent hearing where people were able to ask questions of the health experts that were giving advice to the Victorian government, which happened about a week before they got rid of these mandates. And not only were a lot of these experts coming out saying... Well, look, we thought mandates made sense at the beginning, but now that we can see that it's not doing anything to stop transmission, then they don't really make that much sense. And everyone was sort of focusing on that viewpoint. But the thing that really came out to me was they, a lot of these experts were asked how regularly they were giving advice to the government. And just about all of them said that they haven't given any advice to the government since October last year. Oh, yeah. Now, in the meantime, they mandated the third dose for some industries during that period of time based on the health advice. So funnily enough, that hearing happens, so that comes out in the open. Do you know what else happened this week? What? Victorian Health Minister Martin Foley resigned. Yeah, retired. Sorry, retired. Yeah. Retired. It'd be nice to be able to be that young and retired. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, So he gets caught out because he was referring to health advice that was obviously bullshit because they'd not received any advice for eight months. Yeah. He resigns. And then all of a sudden, the person who's in cahoots, because they're both Labor premiers, makes the same decision a week later. It's to try to like, oh, just let's, let's release everyone so I can stop whinging about it so I don't have to look any further at Yeah. Me. And where do we get to with the police union, tr- like the, the, the class action? Again, I haven't really heard anything about that. Yeah, because this answers that, right? That's right. Well, it's now a, there's no case. point in having a class action exactly. where you get where the government gets taken out in court. You just get rid of the mandate, which is exactly what happened in South Australia. Yes, yeah, remember so they never... took those mandates away the week before the court challenge was supposed to start. Which means the the health advice, mm-hmm. and I'm putting in quotations to listeners. Yeah, quotations. The health advice will never, ever, ever be uncovered. That's right, because but, oh, now oh, there's on. no reason to bring it into a court of law, which Correct, is the yeah. only place that they are going to uncover it. I'm still thinking, though, is, is there not a time frame where freedom of information, where all that stuff is unlocked? Well, is that like that five-year... I, I don't think like so, what because if you look Iraq at... Wall? Well, if you look at the stuff like the dossier of... And this is, this is full-on red pill, but 
the dossier of all of the names of high-profile politicians and other people in Australia who are pedophiles, which has been, like, pushed down and silenced for... I think they've put another 80 years on it or something like that. I don't think... As far as the... the They're waiting for the kids to grow up? Well, they weren't waiting for everyone to die and not yeah, care yeah. anymore. And, and it's the same as how the... Um, how the FDA was trying to not release the Pfizer documents for 75 years. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they're literally just trying to wait for everyone to die and not care about it. Um, on just as a bit of a side thing, on the... So the education mandate thing is a victory of sorts for us because yeah. our partners are both in the teaching profession. And look, mine's on maternity leave anyway. But um, so I was thinking about this on the way up and <laughs> funnily enough, song came on the radio, which I haven't heard for a few years. The Sign by Ace of Bass. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great song, right? Great song. Banger. So I, I penned a bit of a, a victory song of sorts. Right. Uh, in the style of Ace of Bass, the chorus of Ace of Bass. Yeah. Would you like to hear it? I would love to hear <clears> it. <throat> me, 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 me. <clears throat> Are you ready? I saw the signs, so I opened up my eyes and I held the line. No, you can't jab me because of my newfound internet research, fundamental epidemiological understanding. <laughs> I saw the signs and I opened up my eyes and I held the line. Those jabs can really fuck you up, even though they don't protect you from the cold. I'll take my chances on the cold. Do, 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 that do, is do, means do, bravo. Do, 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 do. <laughs> bravo. Bravo. We won! Yeah. yeah. So... And, I mean, for all those for all those people out there that did hold the line, mm-hmm. like, congratulations. Like, this is... This is you in, got balls. In, in a way... You've it, got balls. It's vindication. Yeah. It's, it, in a, in, in a, a way, it's In the time of gender fluidity, all your ladies out there who held the line, you got balls too. You can identify as a ball-wearing, <laughs> a ball-having dude now, for the day. a lot of the comments are outraged and they have every right to be outraged how is it how can this not be a scam like you said let's Mm. stick to the 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 theme of it being a scam Mm. how can you possibly justify relieving these mandates when it's the infection rate is worse the death rate is worse than it's ever been here well i mean the the way that you justify it is you admit that the vaccine doesn't work (laughs) because the infection rate the death rate's higher so if you get rid of the mandates, that means the vaccine doesn't work. And that's... It's a scam. The scam gets worse, though, especially for the state school workers, because all these people that were on suspension, part of it, too, which, um, which Amanda was telling me about, they've been told they are going to lose their jobs, but then on the day that it's over, be able to reapply for available positions. Right. Right? Now... How the fuck is that legal? Like, good luck. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Fair Work Commission be brought in on this for sure. Because there's absolute... Like, as far as the thin at best justification they've had for doing these mandates in the first place, you can't then remove a rule, announce it now with an end, or with an end date in the future, and then go, we're now going to fire you all based on that rule we've gotten rid of, but then you can reapply for jobs? I wonder, though... I think this is a way of them fudging the numbers. What do you mean? Because instead of having all these people come back to their positions and therefore be able to see how many people directly come back to the same job, oh, oh, they're all new applicants, man. Interesting. They're all new applicants. Very oh, interesting. We just had a whole bunch of people um, graduate mid-year. Yeah. How good is that? Yeah, they've all filled these positions. They're all new applicants. How good is that? Let's keep going. Yeah. 
Actually, that's a very good point. Yeah, it could definitely, it could definitely be that. But I think this opens up for a lot of... And I've said this before. There's going to be some litigation that's going to be hit against 100%. these governments and companies. So think, think about if you... Even if you went and got... If you went and got the jabs mm-hmm. to keep your job, yep. you now have a piece of paper that said that you needed to comply by this mm-hmm. rule. Yep. And now that... That doesn't mean anything. Yep. If you like, if you've had an adverse event, or even if you haven't, mm-hmm. you probably have a case. Well, see, this is the thing. This is what we've been trying to educate people the entire time. A mandate's not a law. So one of the things about the Victorian announcement was they were saying that moving forward after that date, uh, vaccine mandates are going to be employers' choice. Yeah. Right. The, the fun fact about that is that it's been employer's choice the whole time because a mandate is not a law. Yeah. And the mandates are only applicable under state of emergency conditions, which we have had no federal state of emergency since the 17th of April, mm. right? It's months later. So if you are a business who has been enforcing these things and your employee has an adverse reaction... You're on the hook for it, not the government, because yeah, yeah, you yeah. enforced it. I, that's what I've said before. You're wild to... If you're still going to push forward with that, you will open yourself up to exactly. some major, yep. major problems. And again, why would you as a business look at enforcing that on your staff when the government who put it in place in the first place <laughs> acknowledges that it doesn't do anything, which is why they're removing it in the first place? But that's why I was concerned about the wording of it. It's like, oh, now it's still up to, empl- it's up to employers to, yeah. to do that. It's up to employers to discriminate. Yeah. yeah, but it got even better. Got even better because in the Victorian announcement, there was there was questions asked because, again, unfortunately, a lot of people are still hypnotised by COVID and the vaccines, and there's a lot of people like parents going, "I'm not having my child taught by an unvaccinated mm. teacher." They're the ones who rushed out and got their five year olds jabbed. Mm. Um, and they had to make a statement saying that no teacher's vaccination status will be divulged to any parents. Well, do you know why that is? Because it's a breach of the Privacy Act. Yeah, yeah, which it has been the whole time. Yeah. Now, yeah. remember, like, the justification for, like, not being, not breaching the Privacy Act beforehand was, oh, state of emergency conditions. Well, state of emergency conditions are still in effect down in Victoria. Yeah. Because they've got that new legislation, which is, and they just keep rolling it over and over and over. So the conditions are still in place. But all of a sudden, the Privacy Act matters now. Like, no, 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 no. You can't just pick and choose. That's because it's a scam. Yeah, it's a scam, for sure. It's a scam. Do you think, though, the relaxing of this had anything to do with the last uh, cabinet meeting? What, last national cabinet meeting? National cabinet? Maybe. Because maybe they realised that the... We've sold enough units. Well, look, you also got to keep in mind too, we always said this would be done by the end of this year because the vaccine trial ends in 2023. Yeah. So after that, like when you look back at the data from this and you go, hmm, did the, did the vaccine hurt people? Yes. Now, what percentage that really is? We don't know. Could be 3%, right? Mm. Could be 80%. I don't know. I'm not putting anything out there. But the reality is it did hurt people. Mm-hmm. Did it do the intended thing of stopping transmission, severe illness, and death? No, it hasn't, which is clear well, as We day. don't know. We won't know. It hasn't. 
I'm just saying it hasn't. Yeah. Because we... No, no, but you've got to be fair. If you, if you said your first statement that you don't know, then you've got to be fair in the second statement. No. Which means we don't know. You no, actually no, no, don't because know. I, because I do know based on the numbers this year. Because this year we have had more deaths and more infections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, after but being no, vaccinated. No, no, you've got to be... You, that's I unfair. I think it is fair. You can say that it didn't do what it said it was going to do, but mm. you can't say that it didn't help some people because it could have okay, helped no, that is, some that people. Okay, no, that is fair. But also, okay, we won't know what percentage of people it helped. Could yeah. be 3%, could be 80%. Correct. Right? Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. I'll, I, will, I will make that yeah. adjustment. Now I've completely lost my train. But w- which just goes to what we we kind of said at the start is like we needed to have all this information, that's all this right. data from the get-go so yeah. we could have made a real decision. And our doctors, should, like you sent me that meme this morning, mm-hmm. that our, our doctors should have been given the the breadth and scope to do their job. Yeah. And that data should have gone up up the line. That's well, not what's I was, happened. I was listening to... There's a really good point, Matt. I was listening to the Dark Horse podcast, Brett Weinstein, Weinstein, whichever one it is, not Harvey, uh, was interviewing someone. Can't even remember who the guy was. But one of the points he made was about ivermectin and, you know, the big buzzword of ivermectin. And... The thing is that the reason why it was significant was because they were talking about the fact that uh, so it, it is it is unknown whether or not ivermectin is effective for the treatment of COVID based on the data and based on the experiments that have been allowed to continue. And there is the big Oxford experiment, which the results will come out on, I think, in September, which has been running for two years, which will probably say that ivermectin works. But anyway, we still don't know whether or not ivermectin actually works to treat COVID, right? However, the, the regulators, both in America, but it happened over here too, were putting pressure at early on on uh, pharmacies to stop uh, providing ivermectin even when they've been prescribed by a doctor. Mm. And then they took this further step of banning doctors from prescribing the drug yeah, yeah, yeah. if they thought it would work. So again, if you want to say that we should trust the doctors and we absolutely should be able to trust the doctors. If the doctors aren't even convinced that it doesn't work, that is why they're still prescribing it. So for the government to then step in and say, no, 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 you're not allowed to do that anymore. That doesn't make any sense. And that doesn't pass the pub test. In response to a Joe Rogan Instagram post, they literally banned it the week of Joe Rogan's post. And Which we, was also just prior to... Oh, no, it was, and we read it out. And it, we read... Yeah. The reason was not even that it was dangerous or it doesn't work. They never even said it doesn't work. That's they right. They said that un... Uh, what is it? Like unqualified social media yeah, social people media. are going to tell yeah. you to take the horse version of it and too much yeah. of it. And yet, the, there are many stories, and Andrew Bogut has put this on his page often, early on in the vaccine rollout, they reached out to influencers to tell people to take the jab. Andrew Bogart was one yeah, of them. Yeah. And then he put a post up telling them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. But he said, hey, Offering you money. guys all need to know the government, this was the Victorian government, is offering influencers money to make videos to tell you guys to take the jab. It's a scam. So you can't say that, oh, they're, you know, just internet personalities. They don't, they're not doctors. They don't know anything. Don't listen to them about ivermectin. But you can listen to them about taking the jab. Like, it's, it's a scam. I suppose... The lesson out of this is that the government doesn't always get it right, and we really need to we really need to understand that mm-hmm. the government they are fallible, mm-hmm. they are normal people just like yep. us, and everyone says no, they've got the best scientists. They haven't. 
they've got scientists. Yeah. But you could get scientists from both camps, right? But if you yeah. only listen to one, mm-hmm. you're only going to get one result, okay? Mm-hmm. They don't always get it right. We have examples where our governments have got things extremely wrong. Mm-hmm. We have the way that they uh, handled global financial crisis. We went to a war in um, Iraq for the for an, a flat-out lie. Mm-hmm. That was it for 20 years. Yep. Um, you know, we, 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 we have got... Oh, uh, white Australia policy. Yep. We, we've got examples where we've got it wrong. Mm-hmm. We need to push back. When you hear something, ask a couple more questions. Mm-hmm. Do a little bit more digging. Yep. It is not conspiratorial to research something. That's right. Oh, you've just reminded me of something. Um, it's, it's, I'll let you keep going, but just quickly. Uh, Amanda was listening to a podcast on the Mamma Mia Network this week, and they were talking about... We're talking about a range of subjects, but to do with like COVID and vaccines and etc. and mandates. And they had someone on, I think it was a psychologist or something like that, and they're talking about what makes people a conspiracy theorist. Right. Right. And this psychologist, this qualified person, was basically saying that, look, you know, like oftentimes it comes from like a deep distrust. Like it can spring from tra- like childhood trauma. Mm. So again, as a bit of an education for you, this is the way the woke stuff works. They take this group of people they're trying to paint as the in- bad mentally insane, which are the conspiracy theorists, but they give them an excuse. They give them an off-ramp that you can empathize with. Oh, they've had childhood trauma. Like that's why they feel this way. They're just, they're not 100% right because they've experienced trauma in their childhood. So we should pity them don't listen to them because they're crazy but we should pity them it's not their fault it's not their fault they have the wrong ideas like that in itself is neuro-linguistic programming Mm. like that is a trick that's a trap that's a scam yeah they literally just try it's exactly the same way as you had you remember us talking about it you had that spate of time where there was all those articles about how negative it is to do your own research. And we used to make light of that all the time. Like how good it would be if we could sell cars and literally people would walk in and they'd go, I'll take whatever you tell me I should buy for whatever price and give me whatever price on my trade in. You'd make a billion dollars a deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's neuro-linguistic programming. Also part of the scam. We need to recognize that all people are fallible Mm -hmm. and that it the onus is on us the individual if you're putting your safety and your your wellness Mm -hmm. and your livelihood in the hands of anyone else Mm -hmm. you will be well you have opened up the chance to being taken advantage of yeah so so the less what what this is all about is you need to do what's right for you Mm -hmm. And, you, and, and when you, if there is something that is pertinent to your life, mm-hmm. you need to know damn well what it is that you're doing. You need yeah. to know everything about it. Absolutely. Here, here, is, here is something that will detail that in about as blatant terms as I can think of. We were told that COVID was potentially the deadliest disease in human history. We entrusted the survival of the human species to for-profit companies that have been done for fraud before. Yeah. <laughs> like, is that a good idea? Yeah. And so it, on the and same... It, and even worse than that, and even worse than that, it was 
it effectively designed by the person that was in charge of fixing it. Yeah, and look, even that aside, we entrusted the survival of the human race to for-profit companies that have been done for fraud before. Mm. That is fucking bonkers. Yeah. Right? Like, and, and the, the same people who stand for Ukraine, the, the woke people who were tricked into that, they're the same ones that are standing up now going, oh, climate change. Oh, climate change is all organized by the big multinational, multinational for-profit oil companies. Urgh, they're bad people. It's the same or like type of organization, just different industry. You're saying big oil company for profit evil, climate change, but big for profit pharmaceutical company, good. <laughs> like yeah. it is it's nonsense. And look, it's not all the same people. But there is definitely a there is definitely a cohort out there that will just believe everything that is said on the mainstream. And do you know what the other thing about that cohort is too? It's not as big as you think it is. Because that's a scam as well. Oh, yeah. They're just loud. Because, the algo pushes them. But it's not even that. It's it's bots. I can tell you, man. Like, we were talking about a few weeks ago about how seemingly overnight all of the comments on a lot of the... Like, Queensland government posts something up about vaccines and now it's all completely flipped the other way. Number one, that's partially because the algorithm's been unlocked, like we're saying, because I mm. think Elon's take over Twitter, etc. I've got a point on that too, which it might be conspiratorial. I don't know. Um, but also, like, one of the things that people had forgotten about, Anastasia Palaszczuk's media team was like 30 people mm. at the beginning of the pandemic. So when you would have a Queensland government post and then you would go and read the comments, all the really pro stuff, fake accounts. And I would not be surprised at all if this 30-person media team was sitting in an office on their computers, logging in from account to account to account, going on putting positive reinforcement yeah. on those posts. Do you know how you can tell? Because you'll see the same person interacting with every comment. Yeah. So with, with like, mm -hmm. usually you'll get into a, a fight with one, like on one thread, mm -hmm. but these guys are getting into fights on all the threads. That's right. Yeah, it's, like it's, also, it's almost like it's their full-time job. And you see copy and paste comments yeah. from um, different posts. So again, this whole... Like, a lot of people who maybe wanted to hold the line but couldn't because they, for whatever reason... We all had to pay bills, man. We all had to... Yeah, that's support. right. Like, I'm not going like, to lie. My, our finances went backwards by yeah. taking this stand and they went backwards a long way. But in my head... This was more important than money, so we took a stand and we did what yeah. we had to do. We we tried to make smart choices, and all in all, I think we've come out the other side of it okay. And I'm I'm very comfortable in the decisions that we've made. Mm. But just think about that for a second: people willing to give up their bodily autonomy, mm. just go and be a prostitute for a wage or yeah. a job they probably don't even like. Go and be a prostitute. <laughs> What's the difference? What's the difference? Yeah. You're letting someone else put something inside your body that you don't want for essentially for money. Yeah. Just go and be a prostitute. You'll make more money. Yeah. You just work weekends and you yeah. can make the same amount as if you work a full-time job. Go and be a prosy. Well, what's your thing about um, the Elon Twitter deal? So I've got a theory on that too. So this is this goes back to my whole... The whole world is a scam at the moment. Yeah. So this inflation we know is created by the decisions that we've made. And I don't just mean we in Australia, but primarily uh, I'm going to look at America because they're a big Sleepy driver job. of the stock margin, of the stock market. So 
You know you started your sentence with so? Every single sentence, like the last 10 sentences in a row you've started right, with so? I'll, thank you, I'll, I'll peg that in. I need this flying powder kick in. The stock market's crashed at the moment. Yeah. Crypto market's crashed at the moment. Yeah. A lot of the reasons why it's crashed is because everyone's completely lost confidence in the markets, as we mentioned yep. last week, because of a range of factors that are going on around the world. And everyone wants to blame it on the war in Ukraine. The majority of the issues going on around the world are caused by the decisions of the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. The war in Ukraine, we said it before, in the lead up to the war starting, America was antagonizing Russia. They weren't trying to stop yeah. war from happening. They were trying to start war. Yeah. And we've spoken Even about... Even the Ukrainians had said that. That's right. They were like... At, at the time. If you go back and look at the clips, yeah. they were saying... There the is West... no problem here. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. We've spoken about the military industrial complex and I believe they've just approved more money and more funding to send weapons to Ukraine. Mm. So same as what I was saying about Australia's response to COVID where we found probably hundreds of billions of dollars and sent it to Pfizer and Moderna and AstraZeneca and all these overseas companies. America's done the exact same thing, paid that money to Raytheon or Lockheed Martin, the big weapons manufacturers, and then just scuttled all of that weaponry overseas. So who... Those big companies win and the, the taxpayers who, whose money it is, yep. they lose, right? That causes inflation as well. The energy crisis. So one of the things about oil, which I find bizarre, is how people are like, oil bad, no drilling for oil, but we'll still use oil as long as it comes from a different country. So we'll let someone else ruin the planet over there and we'll still burn it over here. So America... Uh, one of the reasons why they have they 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 were basically um, energy what's it called independent independent because they were doing like fracking and stuff like that and yes there's some environmental concerns with fracking I get it but again if you still want to drive a, a a car that requires oil just sending the problem overseas like when you buy your Nikes from a Chinese sweatshop which a three year old's put together for you that shouldn't make you feel any better you're still participating in a fucked business right you should be doing something else if you really felt that way. But they could have had energy independence. They did have energy independence. And then they stopped drilling for their own oil and became reliant on overseas sources, just like we have. Mm -hmm. Which, again, you could switch that off overnight. Where am I going with all this stuff? All of the things around the world which are going pear-shaped at the moment, all at the same time, all happen to stem from political decisions that have been made. And whether you call them unintended consequences or not, because like the sanctions on Russia, perfect example, have literally hurt the Western world and Russia's profited from it. You could say that's an unintended consequence, except for the fact that, as you've stated before, sanctions have literally never worked. Yeah. Ever in history. Yeah. They don't work. It's almost as if they're going through the playbook of things that don't work and applying it. Yeah. Or it's almost as if... No, no, no. Don't get... That's the book that does work. Get the book that doesn't work. I want that one. What are the plays? It's like Old Testament, New Testament. Yeah. But it's almost as if they're doing this knowing it won't work and knowing it'll affect its own, their own people. And this is where I was going with it. I was talking to a mate of mine the other day about capitalism and the benefits of capitalism. And the reason why capitalism is such a good system is that lowly people like you and me, if we work hard and we put our brains to it and with a little bit of luck... We can go from nothing to become something. Mm-hmm. And we can, we can create wealth. With wealth comes influence. And Elon Musk is the perfect example of that. 
he's gone from being nothing to an extremely wealthy person, wealthiest person in the world, and he has so much influence now. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a traditional power structure, you don't really like that, right? Mm-hmm. This guy's risen up. He's got his own ideas. He's getting in the way. What a lot of people might not know about Elon Musk is Elon Musk is the most wealthy guy on the planet based on his stock holdings. And the way that he actually pays himself is he takes out loans and using his stock holdings as collateral for those loans. So all of a sudden they've got this guy, we know how much he's been in the news the last 12 months, and then he goes to buy Twitter. And we've spoken about why that's important before. Because Twitter is the meeting place of the elites where essentially policy gets created. And all of a sudden, this guy, this lowly guy who due to the capitalist system got to the lofty heights where he could come in and control that platform, didn't like it. So then all these decisions get made. The economy tanks, the stock market tanks, Elon Musk's uh, wealth tanks along with the economy. Maybe that puts the Twitter deal in jeopardy. Maybe that removes him as a bit of a problem because all of a sudden, seemingly overnight, he's gone from having all the money in the world to now he's having to lay off 10% of his staff because he sees, obviously, major, major issues coming. I wonder if that's got more to do with it than what we think. No, no. Okay, so I'll, I'll, that's your side. Mm-hmm. Let me rationalise it for you. Okay. The problems with people's energy independence is we are in a no-man's land at the moment, a no-person's land, where... A no-them's land. We are divided between, do we want a completely globalist world, where we full global unfettered trade, mm-hmm. or do we want little republics, little nation-states just looking after themselves? Mm-hmm. COVID was a test of how globalization didn't work. We would we we were globalized before. Mm-hmm. But then we when we couldn't physically get things yeah. between two, mm-hmm. that exposed some problems with that system. Yep. So that that broke uh, restrictions broke the globalist system. Mm-hmm. Which has led to problems. It's not planned. It was just it was a byproduct of bad policy. Mm. The, you got more. Yep. The Elon, the uh, Elon thing. I totally agree that they they that people existing power structures feel threatened by someone taking over the public square. Mm-hmm. Even though it was fine when Jeff Bezos bought Washington Post, but that's mm-hmm. different different story. Because he's on the right team. Yep. I definitely think that there are fears around that, but they're trying the things that they can do to undo it. Mm-hmm. Stocks tanking really doesn't matter because the stock of Twitter has tanked at the same rate the stock is... It doesn't uh, matter, though, because the deal is still for $54 a share. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's all funny money anyway. He'll get it. He could pay cash for it if he wanted to. Mm. There's no problem with funding. You've already got the Saudi government saying, you know, we'll, we'll spot you, we want in. No, 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 no. They don't want him no, involved in it. they do now. They change their tune. Oh, They're no. in. Right. They are in. Maybe that is where he's getting some funding from. So that's that's there's no there is no problem with that. It, like the, the the oceans are sinking at the same rate for everyone. Okay, so mm. we're all. There's another point of that to, that I was going to make as well. But I don't think someone's willing to crash the entire world to stop a Twitter deal. I You've don't got think to it's also t- think yeah. that markets are cyclic. Mm-hmm. 
So although we can say that we can we could say well if you if you put Biden's presidency up against Trump's presidency and you could if you just looked at the stock market mm-hmm. it would look really bad for Biden. Mm. But if you zoomed out and then put all the presidents on there and looked, I reckon there would be a cycle that's pretty consistent. Yeah, except for like that meme I sent you the other day where it's like um, a once in a 100 year financial downturn coming back for the third time in 20 years. <laughs> Hello, it's me again. <laughs> like, so. But, uh, no, but that proves it. It's cyclic. No, 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 no. But it's not cyclic because that, that whole point is that we were told a GFC was like a once in a however many decades event. And we're experiencing the same thing a decade later. So it's, it's, it's cycling. No, no, it's not cycling because a cycle is like this. It's yes. up and down. It's a regular. And do you know when we had the one before that? 1993. Do you know when we had the one before that? 1976. It's cycling. It's still not. It's still sooner. It, yeah, but it, it, it's still so it's, it's still a cycle. I'm not saying it's an exact yeah, it's an exact yeah, science, yeah. but what there's ebbs and flows, and there's political ebbs and flows mm-hmm. too. When, when something really extreme happens, yeah. that it always goes extreme the other way. Yeah, and, and, I, and I also don't want to pretend that COVID was not a significant uh, event that governments had to deal with. Yeah, and you could quite rightfully make the argument that they had all of their best intentions there, for sure, and they did the best they could. Like, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that if I was in that spot that I would have done a better job. Mm. In hindsight, you can see where the mistakes are made. Yeah. But there's other parts to this too that make me, that play into my life as a scam thing. Because one I agree I, with you, by the way, that life is a scam. Oh, I, yeah. totally, I totally agree with you, but I'm just saying it. You, you guys seem to think that there is some brains involved that are doing it, whereas I'm like, no, no, it's just a series of fuck-ups. Yeah, see, I, no, I don't think it's just fuck-ups. No one's that smart. And no, no one's that organised. Yeah, they're no. not. They're not. Well, like, look, put it this way: you can't say that at the same time. Like when you res- when you when you apply the COVID response network to any other situation, you can't say that it, you you can't have a coordinated response because the joining of government, big pharma, and big tech to completely... Oh, yeah, that was a thing, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a cabal. Yeah, it's a cabal. So you cannot assume that they can't do the same cabals for different subjects. But I'm saying that they're not not all coordinating a... There's no benefit for that existing existing regime to tank the stock market. But there is. What's that? So here's another part of it, because I was thinking about this, and what really tweaked me off to it was last week's episode when we're going through the top 10 uh, companies... And five out of the top ten were banks, four of which were the big banks. Mm. And I was thinking about this, and that enraged me because every single business that wasn't directly benefiting from the pandemic suffered in the last two years. Every single one. The banks were bailed out ten years ago by Australian taxpayers because they caused the global financial crisis. Mm -hmm. Right? So if every other business suffers, there is no reason why the banks can't take a haircut at the same time. Mm-hmm. So for the Reserve Bank to raise interest rates for re- inflationary reasons, etc., etc., okay, I can cop that. Like the rates could never stay as low as they were, mm-hmm. right? They were at all-time lows, haven't had a rate rise in 10 years. For the banks to then come out and go, oh, cost of lending's increasing, so we have to increase too because we can't afford it. But they haven't done that. But they have, though. They haven't yet. They haven't yet. I've been looking out for it. They haven't yet. What do you mean? But, like, as in since, like, now? 
Yeah. They have not now. I've not heard one story about that. And oh, I, I have. And I've, I've literally read them when the rates went up and the banks jumped on it straight away. They absolutely had press releases saying that. Did they say that the cost of lending went up? Yeah. And everyone... Well, not, you need to send me these articles because okay, I've like, seen it. Because everyone copped it because they're like, oh, yeah, I know. The Reserve Bank just put rates up. So I understood mm. that. Right? So for, uh, and for the Australian people who our taxpayer dollars bailed out these banks for fucking the world up 10 years ago... And then all of a sudden, the rates go up and the banks get to maintain their profit margin sure. on the rate. Yep. Again, this is a thing that the governments could step in and go, no, no, you're going to take a slight haircut. Rates gone up by 0.5%, you can put them up by a cap of 0.25%. There's going to be a 0.25% buffer in there for the people. Because I was thinking more and more about this. And I thought about one of the other uh, things that happened during the pandemic was the Great Resignation. So if you look at a country like Australia, we, you say it all the time, we don't have enough people here, mm-hmm. and you're right. What else happened in the last two years? Zero immigration, because mm-hmm. people couldn't get into the country. What do immigrants normally do? The shit jobs that no one wants to do. So then, when you've got no one coming in to do the shit jobs, you've also, meantime, got a generation, because it's mainly younger people who were involved in the Great Resignation, a lot of older people have stayed in their current work, or retired, or... Early. If you retired at the top of the stock market, you're laughing. You're laughing, that's right. Yeah. So, in other words, probably a lot of the shit jobs aren't getting done. Mm-hmm. Because, again, another thing that happened in the pandemic was that people used stimmy money to pay down debt and increase their savings to have a buffer. Mm-hmm. So people got too comfortable. And now, all of a sudden, we've got all of these policy-made issues, like inflation, like the energy crisis... Raising costs everywhere, bleeding into people's savings. It forces people, if you run out of money, you got to go and get a job. And you're probably going to have to just pick the job that you can, but what's which wrong might with be that? a. You should have a job. Yeah, you, ab- should, you should be. No, no, you absolutely should have a job. But the difference between uh, being able to take the time and the money to do like what you've done and create a job for yourself where you enjoy what you're doing. Your Anyone could have done that. At they any could time. have, but the majority of people don't. The majority of people sure. in this country are not business owners. They are workers. Yep. And the country needs workers. Absolutely. But all of a sudden, overnight, we've got all these cost of living pressures which have gone through the roof. We know there's more coming because the Reserve Bank uh, boss said that rates are going to be up like 3.5% over the next, by 2024. It'll be way more than that, by the way. But yeah, anyway, go on. Which is another part of the scam, because in 2015, when the Banking Royal Commission came through, that was when they brought in the capacity check 3% buffer. Right? Right. So what that means is when you were going for a home loan, they would take the repayment, they would add 3% to it, so you can account for, like, can you afford it if the rates go up by 3%? Yeah. So then the Reserve Bank of Australia comes out and says the rate's going to go up by 3.5%. So 0.5% past your buffer that you are assessed on seven years ago. Yeah. So we spoke about the other week about how banks create this money because they only have to hold like 10% of the capital they lend out. Mm-hmm. So 90% of the money is fake money. Mm-hmm. So they create this fake money based on that buffer. They send it out there into the marketplace. Seven years later, the rates get raised up past what the buffer was in an unprecedented, or not unprecedented, but close to unprecedented cost of living crisis <laughs> which then will cause people who got loans in the last seven years probably to have to sell their houses or foreclose on properties. So banks literally in seven years' time get to change, get to swap their fake money no, no, for real assets no, no, and create real wealth. No, no, no. 
No, no. After we bailed them out 10 years ago. No, 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 no. Why can't the Australian taxpayer bail no. out the Australian taxpayer? No. Why they, do we have to bail the banks out? They shouldn't bail the banks out. I, I, I'm with you. But again, you think this is some plotted... Uh, uh, this is how our economy works. This has happened again and again and again, and it will continue to happen again mm-hmm. whilst we use a fractional reserve system. Now, that thing to say that seven years' time, blah, 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 it is assumed that someone who has been working for seven years is going to earn more than they did. Like, that's why a growth system, the fractional mm-hmm. reserve system, is in place. Mm-hmm. That is how you increase the overall wealth is because you increase productivity over time. Mm-hmm. That's, but we haven't had an increase in productivity in the last three years. Of, of course, you always have blips. You always have blips. Could the energy the, crisis not be enough of a, a deflationary measure that you don't have to put up interest rates at the exact same time? No, you need to. The only levers that the governments can pull uh, is up interest rates and up taxes. Bullshit. No, because they've got the lever, which is the natural resources we have in house. Like I said before, you could have, you could, if you remove the energy crisis, everything goes down it overnight. Nope. It does. Nope. Uh, we can't refine our coal here because we don't have the facilities to do it. So you've got to go build one of those. So that doesn't happen um, instantly. We don't refine okay, our own gas. How long to build? I don't know, five years. Would that not be a good thing for the country to build? Yeah, but but you can't do it overnight. So that that you saying that just I don't keep, think that you can't. Let me finish. You just saying mm-hmm. that keeping all the resource here fixes it. It absolutely doesn't because if the cost of us doing it here is more than the profit that we're making from overseas, we're at a net loss. It doesn't matter. We were at a net loss with every COVID pandemic uh, measure yep. that we made. Yep. That is all a loss. Mm-hmm. It's all gone. Yep. So why would you not, like I've said before, invest the money in the things that we can do over here? What China built a hospital in a month. Yep. And I know we don't have enough Chinese people here to build a, a coal refinery in yep. the same period of time. Maybe we could do some. Maybe we could start it now, so it's ready down the track for the next issue. As Joe Biden said, we've got a second the, pandemic coming. The trap you're falling into, though, is that you think that this is unique. This is not unique. If you look at economic history, things like this have happened time and time again. And it's the natural mm-hmm. ebbs and flows mm-hmm. that we don't learn from. Yeah, that's why. That's my yet, point. I'm saying, why aren't we future proofing now? Why aren't we? Why do we keep? Why would you bother these when you know mistakes? that you're going to get rich in five years' time anyway? And that's the problem. So yeah, there so, is no problem. And like you were saying before about like the problem with governments is they do make mistakes all the time. And if we made mistakes in our in our professions, I'd get fired, you'd lose your business. But these the people in the governments who are allowed to make all these mistakes, they got pay rises over the last two years. Yeah, but it, again, it's. If, if you're looking for all the toil and bad and, like, that's all you're going to see. But I'm not Look sure. for the opportunity in all of this. Oh, there is, not... there, this, it is dripping with mm-hmm. opportunity. Mm-hmm. So you could play that card and think that the whole world is designed to get you or understand that the game is trying to get you, mm-hmm. start to move your head that, on that's the That's what I'm trying to educate the viewers. Yeah, but, the, you're, not, but you're not portraying that. You're sounding like the, like the whole system is trying to crush us. That's not that's not a good message. The message should be look after yourself mm-hmm. and make sure you're doing what's best. Here is my Don't message. say that like because because saying that the whole banking system is a scam, we understand it's a scam, but but know that if you just weather this part, you'll be rich on the next part. Like that's I mean that's it's ebbed and flowed like that ever since the fractional yeah. resistance. So here's here's my in. message if I'm not being clear enough. You're right. Uh, I'm not trying to say the entire world's out to get you. I'm trying to say like our society has become really self-centric. We saw that during the pandemic. You need to get vaccinated, wear a mask to protect me. 
we see that now at the work stuff. You need to refer to me by the pronouns that I've chosen, otherwise you'll upset me. We expect, I'm saying we, our society, a large percentage of them has gotten to a point where they expect everyone else to do everything for them. My message is this. The institutions that you look to to try to, to protect you or to do the things, to give you things, to feed you, to put a house over your head, they don't actually care about you. Everyone in the world only really cares about themselves oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and their immediate family. You need to look at it that way. You cannot expect a government to save you. You cannot expect 100%. a financial institution to save you. You need to be open to the fact that every single one of these entities is also only thinking about themselves yeah. and they're in it for themselves. Yep. And until you understand that and you understand the game that's being played, you don't know what moves to make. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you'd never that's the first, I'm glad you said that because okay. if you kept on going down the, the track and you never would have got there. Okay. Well, that's that's the message. Yeah. Like, Look after yourself. These are the things, these are the games that are being played and this is the position, the pawn that you're being moved around the board in. But also zoom out. I got I was talking to a mate of mine and he said, you always seem to use history as an indicator of the future. Mm-hmm. I think we've illustrated we don't learn. So, of course, history is going to be... It just plays over the same yeah. games over and over and over and mm-hmm. over again. So, the beauty of history is that it gives us all the answers. Yeah. And like I said in the previous podcast, like you, you just need to know these things. And if you want to know, like look, go look at what market cycles have done mm-hmm. and you'll understand that we, we're going to, in the next two years, two, three years, we're going to hit the lowest of the lows. Mm-hmm. But... In a year or two after that, we'll be in the highest of the highs again, and an all new high. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Look after you. Future-proof yourself at the same time. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Look after you. Look after you, and make sure that you do have the ability to be resilient when the next yeah. thing comes through. All right, we do need to briefly address the changes coming to the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Do you? Would you like to take the floor? Yeah. So. We're coming up to episode 100, mm-hmm. and we thought 100 is a nice time to uh, for a rebrand. Mm-hmm. And we realised that our name, the Audio Podcast, stood for something at the beginning, which mm-hmm. is both of us leaving the motor trade. Audios were a very important part of our of our culture, mm-hmm. of car sales culture. But we've realised that this podcast has formed into something much more different. Yeah. To um, uh, it's evolved. It's evolved due to. Global pressures, yeah, but, but no, also personal pressures. Like yeah, we, we don't, we don't feel the same stuff. Although yeah. I'm still in the car industry, it's a very different game. What I'm playing to what I was playing before. Yeah, absolutely. And your life has it's gone from like you couldn't be further away from oh, like, yeah, the motor trade now. So we're rebranding. So yeah. what you'll notice, and I don't know if you figured this part out yet, the name of the podcast will change. We'll, I won't tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll do that next yeah. week. We hope. We hope that there's a synergy between if we just change it. We hope we're still going to get pushed. We hope that it's still going to be... It, yeah, so basically, uh, I haven't had time to look into all this stuff, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, you guys won't have to go anywhere different. Like, the YouTube channel will, will stay in the same place. The RSS feed for your podcast will... Fingers come, crossed. Fing, should. Should, just come straight through, should just come straight through to your phones as normal. Uh, so you won't have to do anything, but just be aware that it won't look like this a week after. It'll be a little bit different. Yeah, so it's exciting for us. We're going in a slightly different direction. Mm-hmm. The content is pretty. It's not going to change because no. I think we feel very passionate about the mm-hmm. the content. But the branding's going to change to more reflect 
what it's become. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Mm. So very exciting time for us. Uh, hope that you guys enjoy it too, the little refreshes. And uh, yeah, we look forward to presenting it to you. Yeah, we'll see you next RDA. Cheers, guys. Thank <laughs> you.